Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning and welcome to Thursday, October 5th, 2023. So glad you're here bright and early with us. Celebrity birthdays on the way this hour, plus this uh, this day in history, random facts. And did you know you need to be washing your bananas, my friend? Yeah, that is a uh, new warning put out. We'll talk about that coming up as well. Later today, America has spoken. Which came first? The chicken or the egg, and Stranger Than Fiction features a cop that's well-known for all his DUI arrests, gets one himself. Plus, an escaped turtle, our outdoor moment with Chase Tressler at Innovation Outdoors in the 8 o'clock hour, some Tyson closings potentially coming to our area, and the future breakup song for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. All that is coming up today on the show, brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, Attorneys at Law, online at ozarkjustice.com. Good morning, and it is time for Celebrity Birthdays here for Thursday, October 5th, 2023. Jacob Tremblay, who is Luca, Pixar's Luca, and Flounder in the next Little Mermaid movie is uh, 17 today. Jesse Eisenberg from The Social Network, Now You See Me, Zombieland, and Batman vs. Superman, 40 today. Nikki Hilton, 40 as well. Jesse Palmer... Bachelor host, 45. Kate Winslet is 48. Josie Bissett, who played Jane Andrews on Melrose Place, is 53. Mario Lambeau, the hockey legend, is 58. Dave Detterer, who is from the group Presidents of the United States of America, is 59. Daniel Baldwin, one of the Baldwin brothers, the burliest of them all, is 63. Clive Barker, Horror author and film director is 71 today. It's National Be Nice Day today. It's also World Teachers Day. So be especially nice to your teachers today, kids. On this day in history, let's see here. Elton John released his seventh album, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, on this date in 1973. Democrat vice presidential candidate Lloyd Betson tore into Dan Quayle during the evening debates when he told him, quote, I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. Senator, you are no Jack Kennedy. That happened on this date in 1988. The Gilmore Girls premiered on the WB on this date in 2000. Barry Bonds broke Mark McGuire's record with his 71st home run in a single season on this date in 2001. He ended up with 73 homers that year. 
The Reba McIntyre sitcom Reba premiered on the WB on this date in 2001, ran for six seasons. I get no respect. Rodney Dangerfield died of a chronic case of no respect. That can't be right. Uh, He was 82. That happened on this date in 2004. The legendary Apple founder Steve Jobs died on this date in 2011. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning for your random facts. Halley's Comet. Some call, some call it Haley. It's spelled Halley. Halley's Comet is as far as away uh, as far away as it will ever be in the next few months. It will take another 37 plus years to come back to us. The last time it passed was in 1986. And the next time is in 2061. The Woody character in Toy Story was originally supposed to be a ventriloquist dummy, not a cowboy. There's a snake in my boot. The biggest popular vote margin in U.S. presidential election history was Warren Harding winning by a 26.17% margin over James Cox in 1920. This doesn't count the first nine presidential elections because the popular vote wasn't fully recorded and reported until 1824. Giraffes pick their noses with their tongues. That's nasty. And your final random fact here. The first time auto-tune was used in a major pop song was Believe by Cher in 1998. People love that song. Do you believe in life after love? That was not auto-tune. That's why it sounded so bad. Uh, anyway, it was... Yeah, there was a lot of auto-tune used in that song. But I tell you what, it was the jam for a while, wasn't it? It surely was. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Good morning to you. I don't know if I'm going to uh, ruin this for you or not, but apparently you need to be washing your bananas. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I don't know if we really need to start doing this or if it if it's just one of those internet hysteria things that tries to scare everybody. But there's an article out that is making the rounds that says we should be washing all our bananas. Sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? It seems pointless. Unless you eat the peel. Do you eat the peel? There's some weirdos out there that do that, but uh, the idea is that the bacteria on the outside of the banana can get on your hands... And then therefore can spread and eventually get in your mouth. A senior director at something called the International Food Information Council says to wash your bananas under clean running water before you peel them. You don't need to use special veggie wash. I didn't even know that was a thing. Just water is fine. She also says you need to be washing your avocados too. Which might even be more important than washing your bananas, my friend. And out, uh, the outside can get contaminated with bacteria on a uh, an avocado. The reason they're more important to clean than bananas is because we cut into avocados and the knife can drag some of that bacteria into the part that you eat. Wow. The same advice holds true for onions, melons, oranges, and pineapples too. They say if you want to be as safe as possible, wash all of those. So now you know. If you want to read the article, it's in the Huffington Post. Wash your bananas, my friend. I'm telling you. There's just there's just an endless thing. There's an endless list of things to be scared of, is there not? I mean, maybe you could argue that some of the bacteria would actually make you stronger 
yeah, your immune system maybe or something like that. I mean, have we have how have we survived as a society for all these years without washing our bananas and our avocados? I will say this: if you if you were think about this, if you wash a banana in lukewarm water, think how gross that would be. I mean, those things kind of melt a little bit anyway, get all soggy. There's a fine fine time frame in which I will eat a banana. Yeah, obviously not not. It, it has to be uh, ripe, but I mean, there's a fine line of a too ripe banana that turns into mushy grossness. Am, am I right or am I right? But there's some people out there that like really ripe bananas as well. Anyway, you've been warned, my friends. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or give them a call at 479-253-1234. Good morning, my friends. Thank you so much for being here on your Thursday morning, a.k.a. Friday Eve. It is nice to let nature get a drink, isn't it? It's great to have some rain out there. I'm, I'm kind of tickled because I recently seeded and put some sod down in some areas, and uh, I am just loving the fact that my sprinklers are off right now. I don't know. It's the little things in life when you get over 40, is it not? <laughs> okay, well, let's ask the real questions out there, the questions that so many are wondering Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. Someone has polled 10,000 Americans and asked them three philosophy questions we've all heard before. Is the glass half full or half empty? If a tree falls and no one's there to hear it, does it actually make a sound? And which came first, the chicken or the egg? And here's how people answered on these questions. What do you think? Is the glass half full or empty? 61% of people said they usually think of it as half full. So we have a majority of Americans that are optimists. The older you are, the more likely you are to agree that the glass is half full. So I guess after life beats you down enough, you realize that your perspective is appreciate the small things. Is it not? I don't know if I would say it's half full or half empty. I'd probably say half full because there's something in it. Uh, you know, so you, you you define the volume of which inhabits the glass as what's in it, as in half full. Right? It's the whole, you know, it's the old adage of, do you, you know, do you, how would I phrase this? Basically, do you fight for things that you... Do you define yourself as what you are for, or do you define yourself as what you are against? Right? Yeah, ponder that one. Next question. If a tree falls in the woods, no one's there to hear it, does it still make a sound? I remember the very first time I heard this question, it was kind of mind-blowing. Like, huh. I don't know. But of course, I certainly believe it does make a sound. I mean, how could it not? pretty unified on that one. 92% of Americans say that yes, it does make a sound, but there's 8% of people out there that say no, it does not make a sound. And then the final question, which came first, the chicken or the egg? This one, not so much unity on it, pretty divided. 44% of people said the chicken came first. 32% say the egg and 24% can't decide. Too hard of a question. Yeah. I mean, if you believe in creation, wouldn't you believe the chicken came first? Or did God put some eggs out there 
and hatch them from the egg? I don't know. What do you think? Send me a text and let me know. 870-505-1518. We answer the hard questions here on the Ike Wingate Show. Good morning. And remember, next hour, we have our outdoor moment. It happens every Thursday in the 8 o'clock hour with Chase Tressler at Innovation Outdoors, brought to you by Arkansas Elite Welding Academy. Right now, though, it's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, a police officer in California who actually won an award for having the most DUI arrests back in 2014 has just been arrested for DUI himself. Here is the MAD program specialist and law enforcement liaison, Lori Bergenstock, reacting to the arrest of Officer Raymond Barantes. I'm surprised constantly by who gets drunk driving arrests. We work very, very closely with West Sac Police Department, and um, we're trusting that they're going to handle it well internally and that the officer will be held accountable, which is what's important to us. It is not always who you expect it to be. That's, uh, yeah, that's the case, is it not? But uh, certainly the irony is thick, is it not? The irony is thick. I mean, he actually won awards specifically, specifically for making those arrests. And then now uh, someone is going to win an award because they arrested him. That is Stranger Than Fiction. Good morning. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law online at ozarkjustice.com or call them 479-253-1234. Well, this is an interesting story about a pet tortoise in Pennsylvania. He's been staying at an animal hospital and he's been found after his third escape from his enclosure. This is veterinary technician Megan McFarland talking about the escaped pet. He's Dr. Mike's pet that he keeps here. He has a nice little roaming area out back. This is the third time he has gotten loose. This time he actually broke a couple of the rings in the kennel or in his cage back there and he actually slid through. Wow, this turtle is quite the escape artist. I don't know why this is big news, but uh, it is kind of funny because they're now saying they're going to outfit this turtle named Tank. I should say a tortoise. This tortoise named Tank with a GPS tracker so he can be found more easily when he escapes. I don't know. Maybe just try to like put him in something that he can't get out of. Clearly, he doesn't want to be there with you guys. I mean, uh, at some point, when do you let Tank go out into nature and get back to his natural habitat? I mean, at some point, you got to take a hint, right? Anyway, I, I just found this story funny because it's like the, the turtle keeps escaping and you can't keep him in at this actual animal hospital. And now you're going to go to the lengths of putting a GPS tracker on him so you so you can find him when he escapes again because he's an escape artist and you know he's going to. Anyway, impressive turtle. Sounds like a cool turtle. I'm sorry, tortoise. Tank the tortoise. Good morning. And a very pleasant good Thursday morning. You know at this time, every Thursday morning, we do our outdoor moment with Chase Tressler at Innovation Outdoors. You can find them on Facebook with some uh, great content for you outdoor enthusiasts and just good knowledge about what is happening outdoors in the Ozarks. It's all being brought to you by Arkansas Elite Welding Academy. You could be earning real money as a professional welder in as little as three months. Arkansas Elite Welding Academy is a private trade school less than two hours away in Quitman, Arkansas. Arkansas Elite combines individualized training and decades of instructor experience which gives you a realistic on-the-job environment 
and that's going to give you a leg up as students have the most sought-after skills in the industry after studying at Arkansas Elite. Tours are available on most Thursdays at 9.30 a.m., and you can uh, get more information at ArkansasEWA.com. That's ArkansasEWA.com. Or call them at 833-ELITE. 10 and make sure you tell them Ike Wingate sent you. All right, time now for our outdoor moment. Chase, good morning to you. Well, good, cool, wet Thursday morning to you, Mr. Ike. It's a nice fall day here in the Ozarks, and I believe these temperatures are here to stay. I don't think we'll get up in the upper 80s, lower 90s anymore, I hope. I personally love these temperatures, love the fall. You know, like the fall decorations and the festivals this time of year, so I'm glad fall's here to stay, I hope. I'm going to give a shout-out to all the local Guys and gals been out there hunting, you know, traveling the country. Some of them been out there in Colorado, you know, chasing elk tags and Kansas hunting some of them big Kansas bucks. Our local uh, friend Jeff Badley got to go to Alaska on maybe a hunt of a lifetime. Harvested a great bull out there in Alaska, so congrats to him and everybody else that's been able to go out and enjoy some hunts. Whether you harvest them or not, you know, it's the hunt, not the kill. But this morning, I'm going to give a little bit of information on safety as far as going up and down tree stands, climbing stands, just safety tips on getting up and down out of your stands and your blind. The first thing I want to talk not very much about because everybody sees it on every hunting show in every corner of your sporting goods store is uh, fall restraints, you know, harnesses, climb lines, stuff like that. Obviously, if you want to implement that and you can, you know, it's a great way to keep safe if you fall, keep you from hitting the ground. If you do it right, follow the directions and make sure you do it properly or ain't worth having but the main thing i want to talk about is not even getting to that point let's talk about climbing the stands and the ladders and the steps and your climbing stands make sure that you know where your next step is and where you're going you know all the time one of the things we always talked about on our safety topics when i was in construction is a uh, three points of contact whether it's going up a piece of equipment or scaffolding or going up to your tree stand or your ground blind you know that might be elevated always have three points of contact two feet in one hand two hands one feet Know where your next step is. Know where your next grip's going to be. Watch where your footing is when you're up there moving around those stands. The harnesses are great, but don't fall. You know, that's the most important thing. Stay safe when you're moving around and coming up and down out of your stands and your blinds, stuff like that. And then uh, also I'm going to talk about getting into your ground blinds, some of the box blinds. If you're like me, my granny always has told me I was a growing boy and she was smart because I'm 41 years old. I'm still a growing boy. Hopefully that stops soon please God. But some of these doors are very small and hard to get in and out of. So if you're going into these ground blinds or mox blinds, make sure all your equipment's out of the way. There's no chairs going to be in the way. Look at where your footing's going to be. You kind of got to climb in and out of them. So just be very aware, especially before daylight or coming out at dark. Make sure you know where your footing's going to be and there's nothing in your way. And then coming up to uh, bring your equipment up and down in your tree stands or maybe elevate a platform on a blind. Real quick, I want to talk about something very important. Never have a chambered round and a right primer or a cap on a muzzleloader or a bolt in your crossbow when you're pulling it up to the tree stand or up to your blind always make sure your chambers are empty there's no primer and there's no bolt your arrows and broadheads are secure in a quiver where they can't fall out cause damage or injury or something like that very important when you bring it out to go down take everything out make sure it's safe clear never lower it barrel up just in case you forget but it's not a good rule of thumb to lower it down barrel up so go out there enjoy the outdoors enjoy the weekend go out there and do some hunting but think of some of these safety tips you know make sure everything's secure all your straps are secure you know your ladders are secure climbing stands make sure you're getting that good bite on there and it's secure before you put weight on it or or move around in it and just go out and have a great weekend be safe your loved ones want you to go out and enjoy your your passion but they want you to come home safe so everybody have a great weekend we'll talk to you next week Good morning to you out there. Well, I thought this story was uh, pretty interesting because 
It affects potentially some of those in our area here. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey wants Tyson Foods to sell two plants that are at risk of closing doors in southern Missouri. The letter went out to the Tyson Foods CEO, Donnie D. King, earlier this week to prevent plants in small Missouri communities Dexter and Knoll from closing. Of course, Tyson announced plans to close both Missouri plants and two others in August, though the exact timetable for that remains uh, unclear. This is a story from KNWA. These plants are critical to local communities, Bailey said in the letter. Closure will have ripple effects that will harm more than just the individuals who would lose their factory jobs. How can a restaurant or grocery store in a town of 2,000 people expect to stay open when 1,500 people lose their jobs? What will chicken farmers and grain growers do if the plants they have long relied on close? The Dexter plant's been active in the poultry production industry since the 1890s. The Knoll plant employs 1,500 people. And basically, the attorney general is trying to get them to sell the plants to another company rather than just close them. The recent financial report from Tyson shows an income loss of $417 million, which is about $1.07 a share. That's from July. Last year, they reported a gain during the same time of $750 million. So quite the difference a year can make and the Attorney General of Missouri pleading with Tyson Foods to sell these plants rather than close them. So that gets you up to date on that story. Good morning. Happy Thursday, my friends. Thank you for being here. Here on Friday Eve, well, everyone is talking, of course, about the Travis Kelsey, who's the tight uh, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, and his romance with Taylor Swift. Of course, she attended the game two weeks ago in Kansas City, last week's game against the Jets in New York. And a lot of people are tired of it. A lot of people are tired of the hype because a lot of people see this as not being able to end well. Aaron Rodgers on a sports show earlier this week called Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer for encouraging the COVID vaccine. There's also a controversy around Taylor Swift and her private jet. People talk about how she is always out talking about climate change or whatever, and then she flies on a private jet everywhere. And so now there's conspiracy theories talking about Taylor Swift only attending the Jets game because when people Google Taylor Swift and Jet, her appearance or attendance, I should say, at the Jets game is what comes up on Google rather than those articles talking about her jet travel. Do you believe that? That's pretty, (laughs) that would be pretty strategic if uh, that was actually intentional. I don't think that's the case. I just think it's funny. These are the kind of things that people sit around thinking about every day. Now, a lot of people have talked about it's imminent at some point that they're going to break up and there's going to be a song because Taylor Swift is known to write songs about her breakups, which would not be good for Travis Kelsey, but I got I got news for you. He can hear it now because we've gotten our hands on the future breakup song between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. You stole my heart, you intercepted it. Now you're gone, have to accept it. your mom too soon or did I do what I always do yeah we made it to the 50 and then you <laughs> kissed me 
Oh no. Oh no. You put the end in tight end. And as I touch down, just like you in a game, I'm in another town. And nothing feels the same. Wish I could go back when we met that day. Whoa, and throw a flag on the plane. <laughs> Okay, that is uh, not a real song, but boy, did it, did it, was that not believable? I'm telling you, I actually hear that song and I think that sounds like it could be real. That is actually from the There I Ruined It guy who uh, makes songs like this. So you're welcome and good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review. Rate us whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up. Show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.